Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona. La vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Money Girl, a podcast that helps you master your money so you can live rich and love the journey. I'm Laura Adams, a personal finance expert and author based in Silicon Valley. You can learn more about me at lauradadams.com. While you're on my site, be sure to sign up for my email newsletter. I send out a notice when the podcast is live each week with a link to the show notes and audio. You can also check out my tools page to see many of the resources that I recommend to help you earn more, save more, and accomplish a lot more with your money. In order to reach big financial goals, like having enough for a comfortable retirement, you've got to invest money on a regular basis as early as possible. But investing also means that you could possibly lose money. The potential for investment risk creates a tension that keeps many people from getting started investing in the first place. Or they may save money in an ultra-safe place, like a bank savings account, that only earns a fraction of a percent each year. I recently received a question from an anonymous Money Girl podcast listener about this topic. She or he says, I have about $20,000 sitting in a savings account losing value. I haven't put it in an IRA because I've been worried that I'll need the money. But I'm also worried that I've waited too long to get started investing because I'm in my early 40s. If I go ahead and max out an IRA, how should I invest the rest? In this show, I'll answer this great question with recommendations for how to invest money wisely. You'll know exactly how much and where to put your money so you create financial security without taking too much risk. As always, don't worry about taking notes because I'll post a transcript in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. I'm going to be giving you a lot of previous podcasts to refer to in this show, so don't worry about jotting it down. Just look for episode number 445 called Best Strategies to Invest Money Wisely, and you'll see all the resources and links that I mention in that show. And on the Money Girl page, that's also where you'll find the full archive of podcasts that predate what's available in iTunes or any other audio app that you may be using. I recently mentioned that the show is now on Spotify's mobile app. If you're a Spotify user, once you open it on your device, just enter Money Girl in the search bar and you'll find us. So let's get started talking about investing. There's really just one rule of investing that I want you to remember. So if you take away anything from this podcast, let it be this. Never expose your money to more risk than is absolutely necessary to accomplish your goals. That means you have to take a step back and be clear about why you're investing in the first place. It's critical to know when you'll need to spend the money you plan to invest because that determines what you should do with it. Let me repeat that because it's so important. 
It's critical to know when you'll need to spend the money you plan to invest because that determines what you should do with it. If there was no risk to getting a big return on your money, everyone would run to the highest yielding investments, right? But high return investments usually bring higher risks, so they need to be used carefully. For instance, a stock mutual fund with an 8% average return over the previous 12 months is riskier than a bank savings account with a guaranteed 0.5% return. If the financial markets decline, you might earn much less than you expected from the mutual fund. But the savings account has no volatility, and it will always pay a reliable but very low return. If your long-term goal is to have a nest egg that allows you to stop working and to maintain your existing lifestyle in retirement, maybe in 20, 30, 40 years, keeping money in a safe place, like a savings account or a low-yield CD, simply won't get you there. For example, if you save $500 a month in a bank account with an average return of 1% over 30 years, you'll only accumulate about $200,000. But if you invest the same amount over the same period of time, but you get an average 8% return instead, you'll have close to $750,000 to spend. That will make the difference between scraping by or being comfortable in retirement. And if you're like me, the goal is to be very comfortable in retirement and not to have to worry about running out of money. Therefore, Taking calculated investment risk is an important part of your financial life. It's not for all of your money, but without risk, some of the money that you want for long-term goals simply won't grow fast enough to achieve those goals. Keeping money safe and cozy in a low-interest savings account stunts its potential growth and doesn't give it the opportunity to mushroom into a big account. So here's another important concept that I want you to take away from this show. The reality is that not taking enough investment risk might actually be the riskiest move of all. That's because you could fall short of your goals or run out of money during retirement. Whether you're avoiding risk intentionally because it just makes you feel uncomfortable or you've been procrastinating investing, the result could be devastating to your financial future. So I'd encourage the anonymous podcast listener to get started investing as quickly as possible. And I'll explain where to invest in just a moment. But let's talk about short-term goals. These are things like building an emergency fund, buying a car, or maybe putting a down payment on a house in a few years. As I mentioned, the timing for spending your money determines what you should do with it. The money that you want to use for short-term goals should not be exposed to market volatility. In other words, money that you might need to access quickly should never, ever be invested because there's a real possibility that an investment could drop in value right at the moment you need it. Even though safe, low-yield options, such as a bank savings or a money market deposit account, are bad choices for your retirement funds, they're perfect for your short-term goals and emergency savings. So even though we tend to use the terms saving and investing interchangeably, don't confuse them because they're not the same thing. Here are the major distinctions between saving and investing. Saving is putting money aside without exposing it to any or to little risk, such as in a savings account, money market deposit account, or a certificate of deposit known as a CD. 
Investing is really different. Investing is committing money to an endeavor or account with the expectation that you'll make a certain amount of profit or income. The risk is that you'll receive less than you expect. Or worse yet, in some cases, there's a possibility that you could lose your entire investment if you don't do it wisely. So before you do any investing, your first financial priority should be to accumulate some amount of emergency savings. That's how you avoid getting into financial trouble if you have a large unexpected expense or you lose your job or business income. Ideally, everyone should have a minimum of three to six months worth of their living expenses tucked away in an FDIC-insured bank savings account. Now, if that amount seems unattainable for you, just start by saving a reasonable amount, maybe $500 or $1,000. Then work on building your emergency savings at the same time you invest for the future. The idea is that setting up your accounts and getting in the habit of saving and investing, even small amounts, allows you to achieve financial success. Once you've created a financial safety net with some emergency savings, I'm going to cover three strategies for how to invest your money wisely. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Strategy number one, invest in a workplace retirement account. Workplace accounts are plans like a 401k, a 403B, or a 457. They offer really nice tax advantages and are mandatory, in my opinion, if you also get company matching. A company match is when your employer invests a certain amount of money on your behalf when you invest your own money. 
Always contribute enough to max out a company match so you get as much free money as possible. Employer-sponsored plans make investing really convenient, too, because the funds are automatically deducted from your paycheck before you see them. For 2016, the contribution limit for most workplace plans is $18,000, or $24,000 if you're age 50 or older. To learn more, I did a show called Seven Pros and Cons of Investing in a 401k Retirement Plan at Work. That's episode number 385. Strategy number two, invest in an individual retirement arrangement known as an IRA. IRAs are the second best place to invest. They're the answer when you don't have a workplace retirement plan, or maybe you max out a plan at work and you've still got more money to put away. Everyone, even minors with earned income, can contribute to an IRA. They offer great tax advantages and have unlimited investment options. But the downside is that you can't invest as much in them as you can with a workplace plan. So that's always why I recommend the workplace plan first. The IRA contribution limit for 2016 is $5,500 or $6,500 if you're 50 or older. There's no income limit for a traditional IRA, but with a Roth IRA, there is. Single taxpayers are ineligible to contribute to a Roth IRA when they earn over $132,000, and joint filers are ineligible when their household income exceeds $194,000. You can open a traditional or Roth IRA at brokerage offices, banks, or many online sites like Betterment, Motif, Future Advisor, and Scott Trade. And I'll have links to these resources in the show notes on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. If you're self-employed or do freelance work or run a small business, they're great options to create your own workplace benefits by opening a solo 401k, a SEP IRA, or a simple IRA. These retirement accounts allow you to contribute much more each year than you can with a regular IRA. And of course, I've done a podcast about this. You can listen to five retirement options when you're self-employed. That's episode number 422. And episode number 441 may also be of interest. It's called 401k or IRA. Which one should you invest in first? Strategy number three invest in a taxable brokerage account. So the third best investment option is a taxable brokerage or called an investing account. You can use one no matter how much you earn and in combination with any retirement accounts. You can open a brokerage account with many different investment firms or online sites. Consider making taxable investments only after you've maxed out contributions to your workplace plan or IRA. Now, once you've got a retirement account or a brokerage account open, you'll need to pick specific investments. Your options will vary depending on the investing company, but good choices include mutual funds, index funds, and exchange-traded funds, or ETFs. If you've got more than 10 years to go before retirement, choosing funds made up primarily of stocks or what may be labeled as growth funds is the best way to get an optimal return on your investment. Many accounts offer target date funds. These invest based on the year you plan to retire. For example, let's say you want to retire in the year 2040. The name of the fund could be something like Target Date 2040 Index Fund. Target date funds are very convenient because they automatically rebalance on a periodic basis to achieve growth in the early years, but then become more conservative as you approach retirement. 
For more about how to pick specific investments, listen to episode number 399 called How to Invest Money in Your IRA or 401k Retirement Account. So let's get back to the anonymous listener's question about how to invest $20,000 that's currently in a savings. My answer is to hold back enough to maintain a healthy emergency fund and to also get started with an IRA, assuming a workplace plan isn't an option. The deadline for contributions to a workplace plan is always at the end of the year. It's always December 31. But you've got more time for an IRA. You've got until the tax filing deadline to contribute to an IRA for the previous year. If the listener can make this year's deadline, which is April 18, he could fully fund an IRA for last year with $5,500. Then he could begin funding it for this year. He could make monthly contributions that would add up to $5,500 by the end of this year. So $5,500 for last year, $5,500 for this year, that's $11,000. His savings account would have the remaining $9,000 balance earmarked for emergencies, and it could just stay put right where it is in the savings account. But if the listener does not make the deadline for contributing to an IRA for last year, he could contribute some amount to a taxable brokerage account instead. Getting in the habit of investing consistently sooner rather than having to invest more money later is the secret to investment success. Never think you should wait to invest until you have more money. Even if you only have a small amount to put aside, that's okay. Contributing just $50 a week over 25 years with an 8% return would give you close to $200,000. Just remember that you should never put money in a retirement account that you might need to spend. If you take a withdrawal before age 59 and a half, there are penalties. You're typically charged a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Roth IRAs give you the most flexibility for withdrawals, but it's certainly wise to leave your retirement accounts untouched for as long as possible so you get the maximum growth in the account. The saying, time is money, is the absolute truth when it comes to building wealth for your future. Investors who start late usually have to make huge financial sacrifices to accumulate enough money to reach their goals, or they're forced to work much longer than they want to. Starting early puts the power of compounding on your side, which turbocharges growth in your account. That means you can invest less, but end up with a bigger balance at retirement than if you started late and invested more out of pocket. Find the grit and determination to always invest at least 10 to 15% of your gross income for retirement. If you have a workplace plan, consider increasing your contribution by 1% or more every year until you can max it out. And if your best investment option is an IRA, get it set up for monthly recurring electronic contributions from your checking account. Same goes for a brokerage account. That way your investments are spread out over the year and happen on autopilot. Thanks so much for downloading this episode of Money Girl. If you're enjoying the show, the next time you're in iTunes, be sure to take a moment to share it with a friend or submit a quick five-star review. Reviews are great because they help the show stay visible, and they also let potential new listeners know what the show's all about. I want to thank Stephen Butala for his five-star review. He says, fantastic podcast, informative, interesting, and entertaining five stars. Stephen, thank you so much. I'm so glad to know you're listening. And Sammy Sweet Tart says, I love this podcast. Money Girl is great to listen to on the drive to work, 
on a quick break, or wherever you are. I love hearing how people use podcasts to fill the nooks and crannies in their lives, like commuting, waiting in line, or exercising. That's exactly how I use podcasts, and I think it's just a really powerful way to stay motivated and to learn and grow while you've got downtime in your life. In addition to iTunes, the show is available in many other places like Stitcher, SoundCloud, and as I mentioned, now on Spotify's mobile app. So I'll thank you in advance for subscribing and taking the time to submit a quick review wherever you get the show. It really means a lot to me. And also, before we go, did you know that Agatha Christie once mysteriously disappeared? Or that it's possible to survive the Titanic sinking by drinking whiskey? You can hear these surprising tales, plus many more, in the newest Quick and Dirty Tips podcast called Unknown History. It's hosted by best-selling author and historian Giles Milton. And you can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get this podcast. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.